This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, where every single goddamn Sunday of quarantine, you get an extra episode of Says Who if you are a uh, supporter at $5 a month or up that's waiting for you at patreon.com slash says who. Ooh, I was doing like a little echoey I, thing, Dan. I, I was did. Trying to it like, was yeah. How was that? Was not that helpful. No, to be honest with you, it was no. kind of distracting. It was annoying. It's okay though. You can you can take the next one. All right, books. Yes, excellent. Oh, oh, I thought that was it. I just think the books are good, and that you might like them. Yeah, Why not sounds... get some books? Look. You shouldn't. What a beautiful time to read. Every season has its beautiful reading view and opportunity. And summer reading is just so cool. You sit outside. Look, you could sit maybe where you have where you are has an outside that you can sit and have a nice tea or something or a beer or whatever it is you drink. Warm yoohoo, gravy, and then you read your book. It's so good, or you don't have to be outside. You could just sit on a sofa or in bed, or you could sit on the floor with your you just just it's so good to read books. Man, did that I, was did I nail it? Did I, I nail feel, it? I feel like reading Look, right now. I write what books. I feel like. Well, yeah. Yeah. You just you did it. You did it. You nailed it. Hey, while you're, yes, while you're reading that book, especially if you're outside, consider putting something over your face. Like, I don't know, a These Aren't Bright Guys and Things Got Out of Hand face covering available to you at merch.sayswhopodcast.com or wear a t-shirt over your body from the same place. Merch.sayswhopodcast.com. We put things on your body. Sounds weird. Well, you put things on your body, but we we don't even make the things. We are we know people who make the th- we don't know them either. We have there are things, things exist. Says who? Perfect. Yes. And finally, a reminder that all of our Patreon money for this month is going to be donated to the Movement for Black Lives. So thank you for your support, thank you for the folks that are out in the streets, and thank you all for being amazing people. Hey, kid. Hey, this is not the drive-through. What are you? Why are you inside with your car? Uh, what are you doing? In, one place in order. But that's we. We've only just allowed people to come back in the store. We didn't mean in a car. I know, but uh, I have to make a. He's making it so that we make a point of going to places with no but, masks on. So you got, I got to come inside. But you could have just parked and walked. Couldn't you? Couldn't you have just come in on your feet? Who's going to fix the door now? Look, I I think I should be wearing a mask. I don't want to take this. I'm not an idiot, but he wants me not to wear a mask. So what am I going to do? So I, I, I've come in and I'd like to get... Uh, I'll have a uh, 
uh, two filet of chicks. It's uh, not even food. 25 pack of fish nuggets. Oh, boy. And a banana pudding, I think. Uh, we don't have yeah. any of those things. Right. Now we don't even have a door. Well, I don't. I don't know well, what you're it's even better. doing. It's better for airflow, really. People have been coming in all day. Nobody's wearing a mask. And now you just drove a limousine into there. Mm. I don't even. Be honest, I don't even want to be at this job. I know. But uh, it, would you prefer to see me here in this car or someone with no mask? You just. I would have preferred if you had driven through, not literally, but mm. in the drive through lane. We all want things, kid. And I want a lot of things right now. I want to not be in this this job. I want to not be in this situation. I but We don't always get what we want. And then you get sent over to McDonald's again and say, don't wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Got to go over to McDonald's. Got to go inside. And don't wear a mask and get me my fish nuggets. So I... I got to come over here and you know, he doesn't eat fish. So who am I getting these nuggets for is a question. It's probably Pence. Pence, he's, uh, you know, he just, <sighs> Pence eats a lot of nuggets. We just throw them into his tank and just snatches them out of the air. That and flies. It's ugly. I don't like my job, kid. Anyway, uh, what do you have? I'll take a uh, McRib. Those actually aren't, those are a seasonal product and they're not what's available right season? now. What season? Well, I, it's a lot of detail, but essentially the season of the McRib is whenever there's an overproduction of pork products and we can use the byproducts to make McRibs. But right now there's not an overproduction of pork products due to the fact that pork plants keep getting coronavirus. This is a really sad conversation to be having. I guess I'll just uh, hang out in the ball pit then. You want to come with me? No. Here's a big pack of Clorox wipes, though, if you're going to go in the ball pit. Please attach all of them to your body first. It's not a good time, is it, kid? No, it's not. Get in the trunk. I'm not getting in the Just trunk. Just get in the trunk. It's mm. not happening. It's time. Come on. I'm not going to ask come for my me. manager. Come on. No. Welcome to Coronavirus. The podcast that isn't a podcast. It's not called that. I'm oh. Dan Sinker. And I am Dr. Maureen Johnson. Maureen Johnson. I'm a doctor now. Johnson. I'm a doctor now. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. That is exciting. I'm glad someone yeah. is. Yep. Oh, I'm excited myself. Boy. Yep. What are you a doctor in? I've become uh, an epidemiologist uh, certified by Trump University. Oh, and no. um, yeah, so that's good. Man, that um, does seem like a calling that he should restart that shit. Oh, flood the zone with shitty doctors. Da don't you, Dan? God damn it. Now that you've said that. 
Oh, Maureen. How are you? I'm okay. I, uh, I'm okay. I'm okay, Maureen. I just made a lot of masks today and yesterday. So I made 40 masks. To Everyone send likes, to... I get a lot of compliments on my mask. They say, where'd you get them? I say, uh, somewhere you'll never get them. You'll never be pal. able to get them. My pal Dan sent him to me. <laughs> I don't know. Is that the kid's I brother? I don't know what that was. I don't know what that was. No, I just made 40 masks, Maureen, for the White Mountain Apache tribe, which is currently being absolutely walloped by COVID. And uh, they have one of the highest per capita rates of infection in the country. And they put out a call. This is the thing. It's, it is interesting having now made masks near constantly for three months, I think. I think it started in April very beginning of April. And first of all, it used to be like, wow, I made 10 masks. That was a lot of masks today. And now I can sit down and make 40 in basically one and a half shots. Uh, I've gotten a lot better and a lot quicker at making masks. But also it's interesting because early on, it was a lot of sort of sending masks to you and sending masks to other friends and family and that sort of thing. And uh, now it is all sort of these large bulk, uh, masks when there are sort of crisis calls put out for masks i sent a bunch up to minneapolis for protest support now out to uh apache uh territory and had been sending a bunch to the navajo nation before that it's it's wild i can chart a lot of things through just my own mask production i count on you uh i watch your whenever i want to see what things are doing with the graphs i'm like i'll just look on dan's twitter feed Man, I am deep in the graphs. I am deep in the graphs, Maureen. That is true. That do is we, uh, true. I mean, I, w- I want to ask you about what you've learned, or do you? Do we want to discuss some other things before we talk about what you've learned with your study of the graphs? I want to talk about morons first, Maureen. I think All right. before we get to graphs, because I want to. I want to try to move us toward happy things before uh which i actually think there is a lot of happy in graphs but uh there is definitely some morons walking among us first as we sat down to record maureen you said to me oh are we going to talk about when ted cruz and how he's trying to get a wrestling match going (laughs) and i i went no and then you went we had to so now Ted Cruz, Texas Senator Ted Cruz, Texas, mind you, graph-wise, not doing well, having a major spike of uh, of the virus. But Ted Cruz, they're one of their two senators, has spent the last few days trying to broker a wrestling match, Maureen, between actor Ron Perlman and jacketless uh, Congressman Jim Jordan. This is a thing that is really happening. (laughs) It is really happening. And it is happening because uh, moronic congressperson Matt Goetz from Florida, also, mind you, a place whose coronavirus numbers are spiking currently, uh, decided that he was going to kind of get Perlman in a gotcha because Perlman had been speaking out in support of black lives 
by pointing out that Ron Perlman had played the head of a racist biker gang in uh-huh. an acting thing that he did. Right. So that shows how he is a hypocrite, I guess. Does he it's, does a is he does not know how acting it works or does he I well, I think he doesn't. I think he doesn't. But it is it has escalated in all of the dumbest possible ways, Maureen. Just just the dumbest shit on earth. Mm. Not the least of which is the fact <laughs> that if I was Jim Jordan or mm-hmm. people associated with Jim Jordan, mm-hmm. I would not want the words wrestling associated with me in any way, shape, or form because he is deeply enmeshed in a sexual abuse That's scandal. Right. That has to do with wrestling. That has to do with, I believe, it's the University of Ohio's wrestling coach. Yes. So you would think that nobody would want to touch that term with a 10-foot pole, but that would not be the case because these are not bright guys, Maureen. Things just got out of hand. Yeah. Things are are extra stupid. Things are extra stupid. Things are extra stupid. Uh, An additionally dumb person in the house, South Carolina rep Tim Rice. South Carolina also not doing well on charts and currently spiking with highest coronavirus rates possible. He announced yesterday that he has, in fact, come down with COVID-19. He is one of a number of Republican Congress people who refuse to wear a mask in Congress. Great. Uh, according to the Wall Street Journal today, quote, the congressman doesn't know how he caught COVID and then Industry. adds his son, who is also sick, had recently attended an outdoor birthday party. He and his son had played golf and the family had been to restaurants, a Lowe's and a grocery store. So we'll never know. We'll never we'll know ne- how. So, you know, who can air- say, Maureen? Airtight system like that. Who can say? When you have done absolutely not even the bare minimum, Mm. what a surprise that this would be the result. You know, Dan, in Pennsylvania, so, you know, I I watch Facebook to see what I keep keep my beady little eye. Yeah. What's going on. And I saw the uh, kind of yahoos, some of the yahoos. I didn't all go to high school with all yahoos. I have like, there are nice people and then there are some yahoos. (laughs) The yahoos were all... Happy because apparently the state house of uh, Pennsylvania decided that they could overturn the governor's orders and immediately open everything back up at once. Oh, good. And it was largely unclear legally if this was possible. Um, So the yahoos were all like, that means everything's open right now. Like right now you can do anything. Like you can just go right now. There are no restrictions. You can just go do whatever you want, anything. And um, it was legally unclear. But what seems to have happened is that, first of all, every single fucking one of them went out and got a haircut immediately because any, a bunch of uh, salons said, uh, my mother's salon apparently called her and said, we're reopening. And she said, how and they said well we just think that three months is enough so they reopened 
Now they, you know, they did move their chairs. They moved everything further apart, et cetera, et cetera. But they just kind of started reopening. Things just started. The people just were like, people just seem to have thought that they're like, ah, it's over. We did it. Turns out that's not how it works, Maureen. No. And I and I get it. Uh, One of my oldest friends uh, owns a hair salon here in Chicago. And this obviously has been a massive hit to her income and to the income of the other stylists that, that work at her salon. And yet she is not clamoring. You know, she cares about the health of herself and of her workers and also of her of her people. And, uh. You know, I, I I get that there are there is a there is a push to reopen because income and all of that. But it feels like maybe instead of getting mad at the people that shut it down, get mad at the people that haven't come up with a fucking plan for how to sustain us through this. Yes, because that feels like the thing. But. We're going to go into this, but do we have to go through anything else, Dan? Like, is there? So I want to talk actually, Maureen Johnson, about hope. Hmm. I actually, in sitting down uh, these last couple of days and thinking about, you know, how to reflect on the last week and the, the last couple of weeks and all of that, there is actually kind of a remarkable amount of hope. The protests that began around the murder of George Floyd and have, you know, continued to grow and grow and grow and spread across not just the U.S., but across the entire world uh, in, you know, in support of black lives, in critique of policing and all of these things are actually creating real substantive discussion and real substantive things that are leading to actual change, right? Like in this life, there are like multiple places that are actively discussing what police abolition would look like and how it could work. That's amazing. You know, there are real substantive discussions about racial justice happening in this country. Fucking statues are being pulled down. <sighs> like NASCAR banned Confederate flags. I mean, just let's. That sounds like a joke. That sounds like a joke from The Simpsons or something like that. Yeah. But I mean, it's it is. It is a moment in time. And now, granted, you know, we have all lived through moments in time before and and sometimes they lead to change and sometimes they lead not to. But it is a moment in time of which change actually seems possible. Well, change is definitely James is not only possible, but it is demonstrably happening. I mean, yeah, whether or not everything happens right now is unclear, but things are happening. Yeah, I think a lot of. Uh, the it's like when you've been put, you know, like you're pushing on a piece of furniture and then finally you're, did it just move? I think it just moved. Like you, and you look down at the floor and you're like, it definitely moved. We did it. It's moving. Like the thing is moving. So it, yes, 
And it's on the back of work done by people for years and 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 years. And it's reached a critical mass. Yeah. So, you know, there are good things out there. I mean, there are. I guess, I guess when so many terrible things happened, at a certain point, something had to give. Right. We've had Trump for three and a half years, Dan. Yeah. We've had unmitigated, bad things happened long before Trump. But the sort of unvarnished craziness of Trump. Yeah. The denial of, 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 of. All reality? reality? Yeah. <laughs> I think that was what reality. you were searching for. You I were searching for reality there as <laughs> the thing that they have been in denial of. Well, boldface shit, none of these things are really new. And the boldface shit, it's just the literal, like, you point at the sun and say that right there. That's a, uh, that's uh, Jupiter or whatever. It'd be far yeah. stupider than that. But yes. Think pe- there, and then on top of that, a global pandemic that locked everyone inside for three months. A- every button was, you know, things were getting reset. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, I think that it's hopeful, and it just yesterday kind of felt like one of those little moments where th- things things all looked up for a second. You had the Supreme Court, uh, shockingly. Oh yeah come out in favor of not being able to fire folks for being gay or transgendered and the decision being written by Neil Gorsuch of all people. Yeah. You know, in addition, the court did not decide to hear a case that had been uh, put forward by gun nuts trying to take away uh, restrictions that that some places had put minor restrictions that some places had put on on gun ownership and and that sort of thing. It, yesterday's Supreme Court stuff was real surprising. Yeah, yesterday was uh, just the just the, oh, so many trans people that we know just said that they simply didn't know how to process good news anymore. Yeah, yeah. And it really, it really was good news. And good Lord, we've not had a lot of good news in a while. So, you know, really, I feel like between that, between, you know, the actual real things that are coming out of the protests, like this is reasons to be happy. And here is another reason, Maureen Johnson, mm-hmm. which is I I and many other folks have been look watching as you said, I, I watch COVID numbers very, very closely. It is like a, a part-time job of, of my self-assigned part-time job to watch them and worry, essentially. I, I imagine you just kind of walking around your house, just a month, 35, 35%, 35, 36, 76%. It's just, just mumbling tears, just numbers. What's Dan doing? He's mumbling. You're not, you're not wrong, Maureen. <laughs> But I one thing that has been worrisome, right, is there is there is a conflict in my head when I see 
massive street protests happening because I want them to be happening and I want them very much to be happening at a time that there is not a global pandemic happening um, out of fear that it will spread the virus to, you know, to many people uh, out there doing exactly what they need to be doing at that moment. And the incredible thing is that as of today, we are recording this on uh, June 16th was three weeks ago to the day that the first protests began in Minneapolis. Um, and Minnesota's COVID numbers have been doing nothing but going down for the last three weeks. There is no discernible spike, uh, no discernible increase whatsoever from the protests. Now, it could still happen, right? But it is seems to be the case that other places, Chicago, New York, um, all of them had started protests a few days later. But, you know, we're within we're past the two week point, certainly in in anywhere. Um, we're not seeing numbers here. You all are not seeing a numbers increase there. Um, it's not true everywhere, but they're also, you know, so like a place like California, their numbers have only been going up for weeks and weeks and weeks. So, you know, we can't really say, oh, this is the protests or, oh, this is the other thing. But, you know, in places that the numbers are really going down and yet you have seen very large numbers of people out on the streets, it's a huge, exciting and relieving thing. And to me, it is actually relieving for two reasons. One, like just it's fucking relieving. Right. Yeah. Uh, but two it sure is a object lesson in wearing masks because one thing that has been really clear from jump that the protest organizers have underlined that people should be wearing masks. And if we are seeing thousands of people in close proximity, most if not all of which are wearing masks and we are not seeing numbers going up, that is a real good thing. Yeah. I mean, certainly when I went here in New York, it was masks all around. It was masks everywhere. Yeah. However, the footage from New York City the other night uh, on of St. Mark's Place, and it looked like Mardi Gras. They were just like, oh, people yeah, all just people out drinking. drinking. No masks in sight. Different seats. Yeah. But the, yeah. the protest people seem to be like in general people wearing masks and that's great. Yeah. People aren't just wearing masks. They're distributing information on what you should be doing kind of post protest and how you should be isolating yourself or how you should be cleaning, you know, how you should be approaching things like there is clearly a has been a very, very well planned, well organized ability to protect each other. Which is, you know, amazing and great. And it's and and what this is about. The people that are protesting are trying to protect other people. And so they're taking yeah. it seriously in all respects. Exactly. Exactly. And and there is potentially shit we can take away from this beyond just the protests in terms of how we could actually be moving forward in our lives, you know, which is fucking masks seem to work. Um, I actually read a very dense academic paper yesterday um, about masks. It was researchers from Texas A&M and uh, UT Austin and I think in San Diego, like a bunch of different um, bunch of different universities. And they took 
Uh, they looked at data from Wuhan and New York City and Italy, all three of the biggest, you know, earliest break outbreaks and, uh, you know, ran a bunch of numbers and all this shit and basically determined that the thing, not just that masks are good, but that the thing, the deciding factor that actually reduced cases in all of those places was when masks became mandated. Wow. You know, so it's it, it is good if you says Whovian are wearing masks. Good job. Good you. Good on you. Even if it is sometimes socially difficult. And we will get into that in a moment. But it is a good thing to be doing. Yeah, I'm trying to remember when, because I know in the very beginning of this, we would wear, in order to get out, we had to be masked to get out of our building. But then generally yeah. once we got outside, we would take the mask off. Because that was, that was how it was in the beginning. And then I'm trying to remember when it just suddenly switched over and then it was masks all the time. Because I've um, now forgotten it, well, when. In New York specifically, there was a point where um, Cuomo actually made it mandatory. Yeah, yeah and I can't remember when it was. I think it was very uh, late March or very early April. I can't remember which, but that pa this paper hits that point and literally you can just see case numbers drop from that moment on. You know, um, the, essentially what this paper says is social distancing, right? Keeping six feet apart is actually not enough. Social distancing is enough to plateau your numbers. It is only social distancing plus masks that actually make your numbers go down. And, if you, also and, in, and if you look at York, the overall numbers in the U.S., that's that holds up. You also see a lot of face shields here on top of masks. Wow. Wait, uh, I, I, yeah. Pretty common. Oh, that's interesting. That is not that is not the case elsewhere. I, I don't I do not see face shields out in the world uh, around here. But that's awesome. Yeah. It's not not everybody, but you see them uh, more and more. Whenever I go out, I'll see at least one or two people in face shields. I uh, a friend of mine has a set of face shields that have uh, like white hairline vinyl of uh, Star Wars masks over it, and they are amazing. Yeah, I kind of want. You know, I think that might be one of the looks of the summer. Maybe you get it slightly tinted, so you know it's like wearing a giant yeah. sunglass, one giant I, sunglass lens. Yeah, I just ordered an amazing thing that is essentially a sunbonnet that also has a mask attached to it that also then has a tinted face shield you can pull down and you look like you are like a, a someone from the Amish future. Yeah, like what does that even look like? It is amazing. I ha It has not arrived yet. It is coming <laughs> direct from China. I am sort of obsessed with ordering uh, strange mask-related things uh, from China, and I am excited for them to arrive because well, you, I get to... You, you hooked me up with a, a place in China that was selling Uber Swank drop crotch jumpsuits, and I have <laughs> four on the way. <laughs> They're on a boat right now. Yeah. Because it was a long... Because they said they left the country of origin like 15 days ago, so I'm like, they must be on a boat. So oh, they're, they're on. They're coming in. You're going to be living, you're going to be living some off-brand Uber Swank pretty soon. Listen, when it's, today is a lovely, soft, summer, breezy day. And when you have a nice breeze and you're wearing your Uber Swank drop crotch jumpsuit and the wind, the breeze catches it just right, you feel fresh and free. Like it's just, 
it's like you're your own microclimate, but it's good. You know, it's just, it's real nice in there. Oh, I hate to take this nice, hopeful thing and bring it to shitty things, Maureen, but. Why? Uh, no, Dan. I know, I know, but um, it is worth talking about the fact that while places like where you're living, New York, where I'm living, Chicago, Minnesota, which is awesome, uh, all on the decline. New York's numbers are just stunning and amazing and one of the more heartening things that I see when I look at shit. Um, Y'all did the work. Hopefully, we'll continue the work despite the reopening stuff. But... Uh, numbers are not down everywhere. And in fact, they are uh, on the rise and in some places sharply rising throughout the South and the Southwest and also in Southern California. Um, the kind of LA area uh, is is not doing great. These rises correspond almost entirely, not with protests, but with the reopenings that uh, were pushed through and really uh, began to kind of come into focus and come come into spikes almost two weeks to the day after Memorial Day. So, um, not great. Mm. It's not great. Uh, You're starting to see hospitals uh, beginning to fill, and Arizona is is in a really bad spot right now. Uh, Parts of Florida hospitals are beginning to fill up. Um, You know, it it is starting to get scary. None of those states are closing back down. In fact, many of them, including Florida, are pushing through on further reopening plans. At this point, you essentially have many, many, many states that have divorced themselves entirely from their kind of public health uh, uh, advice, which isn't great. Um, And then you have the president of the United States, Maureen, who is (laughs) planning to have his first in-person rally uh, since the shutdown in Tulsa, Oklahoma, this Saturday, originally planned for this Friday which would be Juneteenth, the uh, mark of the Emancipation Day in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the home of a major racial massacre in 1921. Um, They moved it, which is interesting. They moved it to Saturday uh, after a lot of outcry about uh, having it on Juneteenth, which is a surprising blink from the president. But... Uh, they are still going to have a full in-person rally in an enclosed arena uh, in the middle of Oklahoma. Oklahoma's numbers are lower than some of the states around them, but they are actually just beginning a spike as well. And people will come from all around. People will come from Texas. People. Oh, will, yeah. People are going to come from all directions. Yeah. Texas is especially in a bad spot right now. Um, yeah. They're coming. They are coming. So, Dan, a couple of questions about this Tulsa rally. Is it supposed to be yeah. this Sunday? I think. Uh, this Saturday. Saturday. What are they officially, officially with masks? I'm assuming it's going to be a kind of no mask situation. Uh, I do not believe that there is a mask mandate that is happening. And certainly I cannot imagine that the president who at this point, has essentially disbanded the coronavirus task force who is not appearing with anyone near him in a mask anymore. Um, I cannot imagine that there will be masks uh, allowed 
Well, you may think that even some of the attendees might. Oh, I don't you think th- any of them are going to wear masks? Mm, I would be surprised. I would be surprised. I think that there is some real hostility happening uh, mm. against masks by exactly the type of people that might travel a long distance to attend a, Trump's first rally back. Mm-hmm. So what... <sighs> What do you, okay, we, Oscar and I, one, were walking the dog the other day, and we talked about this in depth. So between this and the Republican National Convention, which is now going to be in Jacksonville in August. Yeah, which is also spiking right now. So, and August is when? August (laughs) is is uh, two months away. And in fact, it's... it's in it's late mid- August. I think it's, it's like the twentieth, the twentieth or so of August. So it's pretty okay. much two months, two months to the from from right now. Let's see what what did things look like. So now is June. We're recording this on June sixteenth. Okay, on April sixteenth, we had peaked here. We were still very deep in shit. Yeah, you were deep in the shit in mid April. Um, I don't even know what August. Like I, I don't. I realize I'm I I have very little capacity at this point to picture what other things look like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But let's just say, okay, the Tulsa rally. How many people can that venue hold? I think it's nineteen thousand, twenty thousand, something yeah, like that. Something like that. So let's say they fill a venue, twenty thousand people, no masks. Yeah. There's going to be coronavirus there, statistically. Yes. Um, there's going to be shouting. Oh, yeah. There's going to be, there's not going to be social distancing. No. They're all going to be packed in there. Yeah. If if a spike comes out of a Trump rally, and that we're not going to know for t- about two weeks. Right. So end of June, suddenly there's this activity that seems to be centered back on the Trump. What do you think the blowback of that is going to be? If we were talking about reasonable people at any level of government, uh, you know, the blowback would be pretty significant, I think. And you would see a full stop not only to that, but the RNC discussions. You would see a lot of discussion about, you know, what it means to be in large groups. And I think especially if you if we continue to see a, a lack of tests or of positives coming out of protests but we do see positives coming out of the rally you know you will would hopefully begin to see again a discussion about masks that is not just uh a a purely politicized discussion but i'm not sure we're going to see any of it because we don't really live in reasonable times these are not reasonable people no, I don't think Trump or any of those people are going to. But I think that there's the the raw the the raw data of sick people. Yeah, and I and Can't and there's even something more than the raw data of sick people. So, um, you know, one thing that is important to remember as things open up is, in terms of the virus itself, nothing has changed, right? Like the virus does what the virus is going to do; it's going to spread. Um, the the best case scenario of why any of this reopening shit is even happening 
is not because there is a treatment. It is not because it has been eradicated. It is not for any reason other than hospital beds are available if you get it, right? Uh, and we now have the one thing that is in place that was not in place back when the shit really hit the fan in New York uh, and and spread out from there um, is we now have the ability to figure out how you got it, right? Like contact tracing exists in pretty much every state. We are able to find uh, where outbreaks are happening in a relatively, you know, relatively short amount of time. Um, now you talk to epidemiologists and all of them say that that is one part of it. And then the next part is actually isolating the people and, you know, all this shit and that shit isn't happening as much, but, um, the ability to actually have a bed if you get it and the ability to backtrace where you've been and how you might've gotten it and who you might've spread it to, right? Like those are the big differences. So we actually have the ability to find out if people got it at that. Um, at that rally, it's just going to be a question of, are we going to have the sort of political will to admit that? Well, Dan, this leads us to the broader question, because since says who is first and foremost, a coping strategy. It is. So, and this it's summer now. We're officially it's the 16th of June. I, I've gotten the first ripe watermelon. I got an unripe one the other week, so it wasn't summer yet. But I've gotten one and it was ripe, which means oh, it's summer. Man. I and would eat the shit out of a watermelon right now. The water, the groceries arrived at, I don't know, I think nine in the morning. And I had a watermelon stomachache by 1115. Oh, the best. Yep. I get a proper watermelon stomachache because I just start hounding it. Like I eat. In the summertime, I eat a full-sized watermelon every week. <laughs> Just me. I love it. Yeah. Every week, I eat a full-sized watermelon on my own, usually within about two days of receiving it. I am like, it's like, it's, it's, it's like leaving something with a goat. I just turn around, it's gone. I've eaten it. <laughs> I am 90% made of watermelon. Um, but it's summer, which means how, how you know, we have switched seasons. You know, we, we had a winter. And then the entirety of spring, when you think about it, the spring solstice hits right around the time that COVID hits. Yeah. And the entirety of, was, of spring was spent in COVID land. Yeah. So now we're not really out of, we're not out of COVID land. It's summer now. And how do we, how are we living and coping with this confusing mishmash of openings, things not being open? Um, what, yeah, so that's the, that's the question, Dan. Like, yeah. how do you cope when, you know, having friends or family that are pressuring you to do things? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it is a very I think it's a very real thing that all of us are are having to begin to struggle with, you know, as as things reopen, whether they should be or not, um, there is increased pressure to go to them from people we know from society itself, you know, and 
people's kind of ability to understand the risk is 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 not great. There was just uh, just actually a story coming out of Jacksonville, future home of the Republican National Convention, of uh, of a woman who uh, went out last week with 15 of her friends and none of them wore masks. And they thought that because things were reopening, that things were better and they all got COVID. Um, you know, they went to a bar in Jacksonville. And so it's, you know, it's there also in the says Whovia Facebook group at slash group slash says Whovians. Um, there's been a lot of discussion about this. There is the worst thing I have read, and I my heart goes out to her, is one says Whovian in the group who delivers pizzas in Florida. She's the only person in the at the pizza place that wears a mask. And as a result of that, she has been spit on and oh yelled God. at. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just a fucking nightmare. So um, to you, I say you are doing absolutely the Lord's work under terrible circumstances, but stick with it. Um, but there have been a lot of, of notes about people that have been invited out for drinks with coworkers and, you know, family that wants to come and visit or, or that sort of thing. And, and Maureen, what, how do we manage that? How do you, how do we think about this stuff? Um, well, I think that, uh, for example, um, I've heard of people say meeting other people outside at a distance wearing masks. Mm -hmm. Um, I see a lot of that here in New York. People, they sit outside, um, distant, not always, not always distant, um, but, you know, all wearing masks outside. Outside is a little bit better. However, uh, I guess I'm just forget everything I just said. Don't just say no. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to like if you were invited to say sit in a field with people, which literally my, my they had a uh, like a town council meeting last night. My mom's my mom is very strict about this stuff, and they literally had it in the field, like in a soccer field. Yeah. Where they were all sitting outside, ten feet apart, wearing masks, uh, and sort of shouting to each other, like, "So anyway, we need to take care of this." And I'm like, "Okay, that's fine." You know, I guess. Yeah, Silent. I mean, I think I well, I I'm trying to think. Um, I think that part of it boils down to actually understanding the risks. You know, right. I mean, I'm always under, outside with other people right. wearing masks, you know, and understanding that low risk does is not the same thing as no risk, you know. And so understanding the risks and really taking to heart what it actually means, I think, is is a key thing. Um, I think the main thing to me is everyone's got to be on the same fucking page. Yeah. You know, if you are going to do a thing and you are not sure if this person's assessment of risk is the same as yours, then I would not do it, you know. Um, and yeah, I think that, you know, certainly the the study that I read yesterday says that outdoors is not just a clean bill of health, you know. Right. Um, and distant is not a enough that 
outdoors, distant, with a mask on, um, is your best possible scenario. And, and like also I said, duration. Oh, yes. Duration as well. Yes. So say you're, yeah, so m- nurse mom who has been talking to me throughout this has always, and who had to do a lot of, you know, has always been a nurse maintaining things. And she keeps saying, you're only as strong as your weakest link. So if you're going out with six people and you're like, everyone's going to be good and chill, but like one person is a little loosey-goosey, that means you're all loosey-goosey because you take on the burden of someone else's mistakes in these things. Yeah. It's inherited. So if your friend is kind of like a goofball and is like, I like to go to Lowe's and lick everything. And so it's like you went to Lowe's and licked everything all of a sudden. It's yeah. just that simple. So if, like, for example, I'm not going to be dining outside anytime soon at a restaurant. Yeah. Because I, I'm not going to sit in the same spot. I'm not going to have that much constant contact with a server, um, with materials that aren't mine. Like, no. Yeah. Every glass you touch, the glass that goes up to your lips, the fact that you're sitting the biggest table in the world, you're, you're, you're not going to be sitting six feet away from each other, eight feet away from each other. And if you sit no. there for a couple hours, then you've violated the, the duration part of this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I, to that end, I was on a call last week with a, a very, very good epidemiologist. She's one of the people that's been studying, data coming out of Wuhan from almost the beginning and 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 now everywhere and it's a call for a, a few different folks and at some point someone asked her so have you you know sort of just an offhand question like so have you eaten out at any of the any of these places that have outdoor seating now and she literally laughed out loud like this is somebody who uh, every answer that you get is super filled with kind of data and constantly looking at paper in front of her to you know make sure she's giving you as and literally that was just met with like a pure guttural emotional reaction of laughing out loud and then she just kept saying no for like a full minute she was like no 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 so you know that 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 was certainly my feeling but i think that to me I think learning to say no, even when it is uncomfortable and hard is really good. Yeah. You know, um, because you, if you don't feel good about it, you're not going to convince yourself to feel good about it. And and if you don't feel good about it, there's a reason you don't feel good about it. Yeah. You know, at this point, we have been abandoned by almost everyone. Right. Like your gut is the thing that you need to trust the most right now. And if your gut says, I don't I I do not want to do that, then don't do that. And I don't think when all this is over, you'll look back and say, boy, I really wish I was I had done more of that. Yeah, Yeah. that's not going to be a thing that you're that you're worried about. You know, let's all make an agreement that here in says Huvia, we are we have a club and it's called Club No. And it means that it's okay. We're all okay with it. You know, just say, just fucking tell them no and tell them why. It's yeah. okay. Say no. And neither should you. Yeah. You or it. if you, 
or I would say if you don't feel that ability to be confrontational, it is also okay to just say, no, you know what? I actually have been quarantining pretty hardcore and I, I just can't do that. Well, luckily, and- Dan, I have we have an expert on as part of says who who can help you confront this problem. Do we? What's up, Scrooge? Oh, my goodness. Amy Carter's shoe. That's right. It's me. We aren't discussing Joe Biden at all right now. What brings you by? I'm here to talk about coronavirus. Wow. I did not know that you. Wow. Yeah. When, When did you become an expert in coronavirus? I've always been. I'm real good at not being seen. And socially distancing. I've always been good at it. I was hiding well, in the White House for years. That's true. That is a no good point. No one saw my ass. That's right. <laughs> and my man Joe, he wears a mask all the time. He wears a really big mask. It's huge. Yeah. Have you seen my, my man Joe in a mask? I have. Me too. It's hot. <laughs> You know what they say, big mask. Oh, no. Big mask. That's right. I don't know what they say. You know what he's got under there? A mouth, a nose? What doesn't he have under there? Okay. I'm very uncomfortable right now. That's right. Well, you have to learn to live with discomfort. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I, 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 you are correct. I That's do, right. don't I? Do you need to know how to say no to people? Yes. Uh, specifically right. one person I can think of right well, off the top of my head. Let's role play. So oh, you, uh, good. you play the person who's trying to convince me to come up. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. All it's right. definitely a hard role. <clears throat> okay. Hey, Amy Carter Shoe, listen, things are reopening now. And I was just thinking, do you want to go hit Fuddruckers with me? The burger bar is open. Listen, you motherfucker. I will cut you. I will take your balls and I will drag them so low and I will wrap them around your back and over your head and I will shove them up your own fucking nose. And you won't need a mask by the time I'm done with you because your scrawny little scrot will be put all the way over your face. And it will be like an N95 that is made of your own scrotum. That is what I think of you. So no, I'm not coming to find rockers. You want to get COVID? Do you, motherfucker? I will end you. I will end you. Oh my god. All right, let's try another one. <laughs> All right. Uh hey, Amy Carter Shoe. What? Ah. What? Oh. Uh listen, I was just yeah. wondering if you wanted yeah. to go uh to the park with me and uh collect signatures for Joe Biden, you know? I think it's important that we go mm. up to people and get people to sign up for uh for for voting mm. for Joe, your favorite guy. Let's go. Let's go do some door knocking for Joe. All right. What you're suggesting is you and I 
take our clipboards, we go to the park, and we walk out to people, and we get their signature. Yep. So they touch clipboard and a pen that we're carrying. Yeah, you know, but we'll we'll wear masks or something. We'll wear masks. And we go to people's doors and we knock on them. Yeah. Uh, I guess I would say, no! No, we're not going to do that! You know why? That's not what my man Joe wants. My man Joe doesn't want us going around spreading COVID. It's being dangly wangling. It could be fateful time. Hang down slow like canaries in a coal mine. Stick stretchy like taffy on a loom in the summertime. But we're not going door to door. Because we're not scrotes, and only scrotes go out to collect votes during COVID. <laughs> so don't be a scrote. That's not how you vote. You stay indoors. Stay indoors for Joe. Stay indoors for Joe. Stay under the covers for Joe. Oh, no. Stay in bed for a job. Oh, boy. Wear the mask for a job. Bye. Says so I who? think that really brings it into, makes it very clear. Yes, it does. Says who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, where every Sunday of quarantine, if you are a $5 or up Patreon supporter, you have access to our Quarantine Sunday episodes. And Maureen Johnson, bad I branding. did some Quarant- math. Quarantine Sunday is not a good, it's not fun sounding. It's not, but it is, it is what it is. This Sunday, if you mark the 13th of March as your first day of quarantine, which I do and I believe you do as well. Yeah. Maureen Johnson, this Sunday will be 99 days. Oh. Monday will be 100. So I think this Sunday will be a special 100 days of quarantine special. I don't know. I don't know what that means, but that's a lot of days. Then I started, you know, I became tired and I started rubbing my eyes and yawning. Like my body didn't want to accept that. I was like, just my, it was like something in my head, but just go to sleep. Just, you know what? Just. <laughs> Tap out. Just tap out. It's sensible. That's the right thing to do. And not really. Uh, The right thing to do is that all month long, your Patreon support dollars will be donated to the Movement for Black Lives. So thank you for your continued support of us. And for this month, we are passing it along. Uh, So thank you. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at sayswhopodcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash sayswhovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. And for real, it is a good place. It is a place where people are helping each other out, have been helping each other out all through this quarantine. And, uh, God love y'all for doing doing the work together. Slash group slash says Whovians on Facebook. 
You can spread the word, subscribe. Please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. People have been leaving reviews lately and it is awesome. And thank you so much for doing so. Every review means something. Please leave them. They help us out a bunch and uh, and they are just great to see. You can join us. Uh, did you? Are you even here, Maureen? You've gone so quiet. You're just letting me run. I'm here. Oh God! Oh, she's no. gone. I did I'm this here. to Mo. No, that was I'm very ominous. You. The way you said hey, she's Dan. gone. She's not here anymore, Dan. Did you kill her? Oh no. No. She's fine. Oh boy. She's fine. I was just sitting here coloring in my Joe Biden coloring book. Okay. You know. I. I don't I don't want to ask this, but you're a shoe. How do you hold crayons? Mm, thanks for asking. <laughs> I, I don't know why I did. I, I immediately I regretted it the minute I asked. I don't have hands. Please tell so me you hold them in your mouth. Please tell me you hold them in your mm-hmm. mouth. That's not it. Oh boy. Where do you think I hold them? I've made a terrible mistake. Mm-hmm. That's right. Join us next Wednesday, June twenty fourth, for our you next. You want to color in my Joe Biden coloring book? I definitely book? don't. I I'm really don't. Good, I'm getting to the good part. You know the pages where you can dress him up because he's in these just there naked with his little boxer oh. shorts, and you can draw color his suit onto him. But I don't. I don't <laughs> color the suit onto him. Oh, no. I do the opposite. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 From my basement. What was that? That's nothing. You don't need to worry about what that was, Dan. <laughs> okay. From my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. And Maureen's safe. She's fine. Don't you worry okay. about her. I, I'm a little worried. No, she's fine. She's where she mm. needs to be. Oh boy, okay. I may be Carter Chu. Stay indoors. Stay indoors. Vote for Joe. Stay indoors. Vote for Joe. And this has been Says Who. Seriously, where do you think I hold him? I don't want to know. Come on, guess again. With your shoelaces? No. Oh, oh God. Not I'm that. Not, not guessing. I'm not guessing. I'm not. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> All right, I'm pressing stop. <laughs>